0: Here at STEM Siblings, we are by no means experts. We do use academic sources and databases at our disposal to conduct our research. This podcast is for fun and general information. Yeah, so don't be a hippie who, uh, (laughs) a stickler. I don't know. I don't know, man. Oh, that's going to be in every episode from here on out. Don't be a hippie, bro. Hello and welcome to the STEM Siblings Podcast, the podcast for all things scientific. I'm your mathematics major host, Maxwell, officially a second year at Arcadia University now. Um, and I'm Ben, the entomologist, environmental biologist who's done another semester of school but still graduation is out of my grasp. Woo! Yeah, yay. <laughs> On this podcast, we talk about science and all things that fall beneath that title, and I choose the topic we discuss. Ben provides the information I miss and fun facts and jokes. Mostly jokes tonight. Yeah. I didn't really... It was finals week for me. Yeah, because Max, you got done school a week earlier. So because I all my finals that were in this week, uh, were like, the teachers were like, you can take it at any time before May fifth, and I was like, I'm doing it now. Yeah, so I uh, I didn't really have time to do a lot of research other than you know for class. And this one, there's, <laughs> there's not much research phone. to be done. There's not much research to be done. Why um, is that? Why? Are, what well, are we today talk? today we're talking about Shakespeare. <gasps> but he's not science. Well, it's more like Hamlet. <laughs> He's also not science. It's more like Hamlet happens. Have you heard of this? Um so I think we talked a little bit about what we're talking about today. We're talking about today whether it is statistically possible for 3 chimpanzees to oh, not three more. What we're talking what is about is like a call center the, of chimpanzees. The other name for Hamlet happens is the infinite monkey theorem. Right. And that's just basically how long it would take a a sample of, of chimpanzees to randomly type out a Shakespeare play yes. in its entirety. This is a fun topic. This is my major right here. Um, and it is discussed when you talk and learn about probability. So this is a statistical analysis sort of thing. Yeah. And it's also the source of a pretty good short play from t- All in the Timing, Yeah, which I'm sure Max will talk about later. I'm going to mention it. So, a fun... I have two fun games for this episode, because we can't play Pest or Pet, sadly. yeah, sure. Um, I want to play Impossible or I'm Possible. Without any given information, do you think if monkeys were given typewriters, sooner or later, they'd produce Hamlet? Okay, technically, theoretically, of course, but realistically, no. It will never happen. Uh... Well, what was the answer? Oh, I'm gonna tell you the answer. (laughs) I'm not allowed to say, because I do all the research. This is a game, this is a quiz! (laughs) Um... Another game we're playing is does this theorem matter? No, not at all. All right. This is this is this is what you do when you get tenure at a university. <laughs> you come up with this. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to this podcast and most people have heard the phrase, if you put monkeys in front of typewriters, sooner or later, they'll write William Shakespeare's yeah. Hamlet. All Since, you know, all five of our listeners are... Sorry. <laughs> hey, we have seven now. It's wow. fine. Don't exclude, wow. don't exclude our parents. Not bad. <laughs> um, there's even a short play about it that you mentioned, Words, 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 by David Ives. Yep, from all in the timing. It is truly one of the... <sighs> I had fun. I'm very split. Ben and I did this at our local theater company. We were both in it. Yeah, I, it's a fun play. David Ives is simultaneously one of the most interesting and seriously just one of the worst playwrights of, <laughs> of the last 100 years. I did like this play, but yeah, he's not great. No, he's he's weird. The Philadelph- it's not always He also great. wrote the Philadelphia story. That's right? not a good. That's, yeah, no, but he wrote it. Not right? the Philadelphia story. Not the, fi- what's the Philadelphia the... story is where Tom no, Hanks have, has has the, the Philadelphia, sorry. Yeah, the Philadelphia wrote, is not Yeah, good it's not movie. good no. even though I love the person who acted in it when we did it um but we're not talking about theater today (laughs) no that's for another podcast yeah we're discussing uh right now is a mathematical theory first hypothesized by emile borel i apologize if i'm not pronouncing names correctly a mathematician who practiced with probability and sir arthur eddington in 1929 so yeah everybody was so bored from the great depression that they uh they needed to come they, up with math theories. They didn't f- theorize this, though. Eddington was an astronomer, and he said something while describing parts of the second law of thermodynamics. Which is? I don't know, I thought you were going to say I have it, I uh, am okay. I was just waiting for you to not Go ahead. That the total entropy of an isolated system can never decrease over time, and is constant if and only if all processes are reversible. See, while he was writing stuff, he compared monkeys writing this supposed thing to molecules returning to one half of a vessel. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me, but it made sense to him. Yeah, so I'm going to read part of the quote that applies to this. If I let my fingers wander idly over the keys of a typewriter... Oh, that's terrible. Here, give it to me. Why? Because I can do it better. You're not even doing an all right, accent. I right, do the... <clears> it's <throat> at the bottom of the paragraph. <clears throat> If I let my fingers wander (laughs) idly over the keys of a typewriter, (laughs) it might happen that my screed makes an intellig- My my screed? Yeah, screed, I don't know, it's something. Made an intelligible sentence. A screed is a long speech or a piece of writing. If an army of monkeys were strumming on typewriters, they might write all the books in the British Museum. So it started with the British Museum not shakespeare no have you ever been to the british museum no i have do you know not. what's in the british museum a lot of books well, what what books i'm gonna look it up right um there. i know that some of shakespeare's works were in there but i can't even see what's in the one yeah that, yeah it's really it didn't do you want to know where hamlet, hamlet specifically hamlet. came from yeah well shakespeare well <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yeah all right well first we have to delve into the idea of evolution uh-oh. Yeah, so here we go. some listeners. Now, I'm not joking when I say this theorem is common in discussions and arguments of evolution. Well, of course. Mainly against it. What, that God uh, could... Wh- wh- a 1931 book by James Jeans connected the theorem to Thomas Henry Huxley, a man who was very supportive and for Darwin's theory of evolution. Mm-hmm. Now, typewriters were not made until 1867, and this book took place seven years before. What, the, on the Darwin's book? No, the, the book that um, oh. it dis- makes the connection. Uh, and they weren't made available for purchase until the mid-1870s, which disproves this connection... But the theorem remained part of the discussion of evolution. So why did why did people think it was anti-evolution? Um, well, this leads to the connection of Hamlet. Doug Powell, a man who identified with the Christian apologetics... Oh, Jesus. ...argued that if a monkey did recreate Hamlet, it failed because there was no intention to actually create it, which was our first example of that. And then another argument comes from Reverend John... Wait, As- so is he su- suggesting that... That evolution could not happen naturally because there's no intent to create life? That's what it sounds like. Ooh, what did Reverend John say? Reverend John F. MacArthur argued that genetic mutations producing a tapeworm from an am- am- amoeba? Sure, I mean, that's not how it works, but sure. Are as unlikely as a monkey writing Hamlet soliloquy. Well, he's technically right. His science is just <laughs> awful. Yeah. So there have been studies to try to prove this. That... Uh, monkeys can write hamlet sure in 2003 six monkeys were given a singular typewriter and after five months five pages of text were given but it was mostly the letter s and the typewriter was destroyed and uh pooped on i don't know that sounds like shakespeare's early work (laughs) it probably is i don't know It's uh uh, that sounds pretty close the uh scientific officer who was observing this who was part of the the zoo where it was taking place uh claimed it was a waste of time only proving the flaw in the theorem yeah it's um it's never gonna it's just theoretical probability i could there's a theoretical chance i could just explode right now now technically it could happen right um it's very unlikely but it can happen so if we close our eyes and key smash there is a chance we will be able to find a word somewhere within uh the key smashing if you right. don't watch yourselves type and generally don't know where each key is so i used a random key generator okay there is a high chance you will see the word if i use enough numbers and i'm going to show this to ben now i don't see, see any word you don't cuz well, i found a word in there let me let me let me try it live here i'm going to change the i length. found the word mud in there Originally. Let's see, did I find anything? No, I didn't find any word. Yeah, I hey, I found of and my. So those still con- like qualify as words. Sure. Short ones, but words. Short on ones. The left. But they still qualify as some sort of word, which is good. That is proof that with this many, there is a chance. You almost had angry, but it was just angry. Yeah, that's okay. I'm pretty it's angry fine. about it. <laughs> it's such so, a bad joke. <laughs> The theorem isn't as flawed as many people think, it's just extremely unlikely, and six primates in a month wouldn't cut it. No. You would need, like, you would need, like, maybe the population of India of primates to do it. You would need more than a month, too. The theorem is easily proven in a simple formula that I'm going to say, um... Say we had a keyboard with 26 letters. Yep. A single letter has a one out of... What do you mean say we have it? Of course we have a keyboard with 26 letters. That's the alphabet. I know, but like you have on modern computers, you have way more keys. Okay, so just 26... 26 keys. keys every single letter. Each letter has a one out of 26 chance of being picked. Okay. There is allowed to be repetition, obviously, because it's the same keyboard... The next letter has the same chance, and so on. You continue to multiply these 1 out of 26 by each other. Um, Say we don't use punctuation, and we're viewing Hamlet. Uh, Hamlet has rounding up 130,000 letters. Hey, I spelled we. I just tried it myself. Good. See? It is going to be small, because you did just use, like, 5. Well. But it's still a proof. Um, So... Hamlet has 130,000 letters uh, without punctuation, and that's 1 over 26 to the one, uh, 130,000. It's a very which, low chance. Yeah, that's the probability a monkey would write Hamlet, and as much as I would love to compute that, I don't hate myself, and each time I try a calculator, there's an error for overflow, meaning the num- number is too small. Yes, it's very, very low. It's very, very low. It's not likely. Even a simple word like rat, for example, has a 1 over 26 to the third chance of occurring or a point zero 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 five six nine chance of being written. It is extremely unlikely and it is seemingly impossible, but this is just with letters. We're also talking about every key on a typewriter or keyboard. Oh, yes. So it's very, very unlikely and probably won't happen but it could yeah well anything can happen that's fair um more recent experiments have been made but this time using virtual technology instead of monkeys these experiments are not perfect and they don't even value the theorem um why are they using ai's with modern experiments comes modern data errors spell check corrections and more interfere and disrupt the experiments done so they said we found success in it but they're also not including the fact that. If there's a word similar to something, it'll autocorrect immediately. Oh, yeah. So these are all, like, fraudulent. But still, just the... I mean, they would need... Oh, wow. That would just be so hard. You need the correct combination of letters. Yeah. Wowzers. Yeah. Um, More has been done with this. In 1993, two people from Florida State University used the theorem to detect errors in a computer program that generated random numbers. Then they converted the numbers to letters to see how possible it was. But of course, as mentioned prior, it's very unlikely. Yeah, You're incredibly lucky to get actual words from these sort of things, which we, we did, just very short. If you yes. get bigger words, that's even more unlikely. I'm not going to be spelling hippopotamus with my eyes closed. <laughs> well, I guess I can. I can cite type, but not randomly. Yeah, not randomly. If we switched everything up on your keyboard and it was just letters, you would not be able to. Um, I love mathematics. That's why I picked this as my major. And since I've always gravitated thing- towards things like calculus and algebra, probability was my first introduction to statistical analysis. Mm-hmm. That happened last year at college. Would you Would you do like a. What's statistical analysis? Meteorology? Yeah, we learned about meteorology. Uh, we learned about this theorem. Oh, and meteorology isn't statistical analysis. It is, because. If I'm you, have, like a, you know, No, like I'm talking about t-test like test or regression. Or, no, like uh, chances of rain and oh. what it means if all of Philadelphia has a chance of raining at the separate by f- uh, sectors. Okay, in my fields, statistical analysis means like regression analysis or uh, ANOVAs, stuff like that. No, no, we're talking about simple, simple statistics, awesome. like finding how uh likely it is to get something out of something sure yeah no yeah a lot of it i just use the social skills we picked up from mom to figure it out because like one of the questions is like oh your old classmate is dying i'm not kidding this is one of the questions but you're so caught up in the fact that they said my eldest child is a boy, what's the likelihood that their youngest child is also a boy if they have two children? What are you talking and then about? what's that compared to if they said one of them's a boy? Yeah, we do that in my genetics class a lot, or my formal genetics class, because I just finished. The first one's one half, and the other one's one third, and That's... it's just a nightmare. But I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Um and this theorem has been a general interest of mine since I heard the phrase about monkeys writing Hamlet and read my first Shakespeare play, which is also in Old English, so that's way harder to actually yeah. do. Oh my god. Um, so let's play that one game again. Is this theorem important? No. Does it matter? No, it's not important. Who cares? I mean, it's... it's a and mine's biased. I what? think it's a fun theorem that explains yeah, probability. What usefulness does this have? Explaining probability. You can do that by talking about kids and how many cats you have. Well, or... yeah, but if you put it up to that standard, those are useless too, because you the... can technically do it by uh, talking about Shakespeare. What's the probability that our audience cares? Uh, actually, it depends. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. Alright. Yeah, uh-huh. So I have a lot of fun with this theorem. It introduces basics statistics i like it it's fun so you can contact us at a uh, stem siblings pod at gmail.com we're on twitter at podcast stem that's right i made podcast a podcast cool. yeah yeah um you can find our podcast on itunes or podbean please leave us a review we would appreciate that sure, so yeah. much ben do you have anything to uh, plug here yeah i uh i run a show called tiny dots um, where we do some different shows. We do Disney Rewind. I do that with Max. Um, the Rod Squad. And my interview show, Tiny Dots. So you can find us at therodsquad.podbean.com or just the Rod Squad on Podbean. Changed the name, didn't change the URL. We're also on iTunes as Tiny Dots and Spotify as Tiny Dots. You can find us as well if you just Google Tiny Dots Podbean. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you got any ideas for our next episode? Yeah, uh, I just had this brilliant idea. Um, prehistoric, battles. <laughs> prehistoric battles. Prehistoric battles? Prehistoric battles. <laughs> we both picked two prehistoric animals. And uh, I'm, feeling like, I'm feeling like we've talked about this before. No, I don't, no, think, like we don't we think we have. We, we, we could never discuss this. Yeah. So, prehistoric battles. Yeah, that sounds good. We yeah. both pick, what, how many animals? Uh, four animals each. All right. And yeah. we see which one would kill each other. Yeah, all right. Let's yeah, do it. Great. Three historic battles. All right. All next right. time, yeah. Thank you for listening. And until next time, we have been the STEM Siblings.